Your tailgating headquarters is at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. Their top-of-the-line meat department, which includes the Dan Good Burger, will make you the talk of your tailgate party. And the dips for snacking? Those are what will make you an MVP on game days. And you never have to worry about Hy-Vee not having what you need, because their shelves and coolers are always stocked up with your favorite goods. Be the MVP of your tailgate party with the help from another MVP. That's Hy-Vee in Eau Claire, located at 2424 East Claremont Avenue. At Toyson Ford, they're proud to serve the drivers of Chippewa Falls with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the Eau Claire, Bloomer, and Elk Mound region the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and parts center in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealership for all of your automotive needs. Check them out today at toysandford.net. Hello, friends. You've now entered the Man Cave Podcast, unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items, like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave, and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. All right, we're at the uh, Elks Lodge here in Eau Claire, and we're talking with Terry for, from the Elks Lodge. Terry, we're doing our bourbon taste testing. Uh, first of all, what was your favorite bourbon? I got to ask you. I mean, that's you know my my favorite bourbon. I think had to be the uh, the Driftless Glen. Yeah, that, that was a very good bourbon. So, that yeah. one actually surprised me the most. I yeah. thought it was going to be the Woodford Reserve. Yeah, yeah. And then I went from Wisconsin, just that good. It's yeah, very good. It, exactly. So. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Elks Lodge for anybody listening to this podcast. You know, just a little background. What what is the Elks Lodge? Yeah, in case you know, you know the Elks Lodge is a you know very much a growing fraternal organization. Uh, you know, it, it, we're a group of members that uh, um, um, you know we, we do a lot of that enjoy having fun. We do a lot of fun events. Uh, certainly care about each other, but care more about the community. Mm-hmm. And so, all the different things that we do, uh, and 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 you know, the list is so long. But we we uh, um, uh, we we do you know food events out here to where we're doing uh, uh, week uh, monthly fish fries, burger nights. Uh, uh, we do meat raffles, and oh, nice. and, and then and on, on a more sporadic basis, we do you know different breakfasts and and spaghetti nights, taco nights. All, all things to bring people together in a community nice. uh, to just have fun together. Yeah. Uh, but all that fun is for the purpose of, of raising money for uh, uh, local charities in our community. Oh, perfect. And, and uh, you know, so on top of that, uh, you know, we do other fun events. We don't just eat. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, 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 we play Jeopardy one night a month. Oh, we nice. We play music bingo one night a month. I hear uh, that Jeopardy host Matt. Uh, it, know, it is Matt. Of, it know, is Matt. Yeah. Absolutely, and he it's incredible. He's the, you know, the next Alex Trebek. Well, sometimes, and, and but, I think yeah. he is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 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 I, I had the honor of actually pairing up with him last last 
month, oh, and we that? did Music Jeopardy together. How about that? Yeah, wow. so it was it was an incredible night. Matt always says he doesn't know a whole lot about music, though. So that's uh, you know, is he, is he kind of fibbing a little bit? No, little I bit? think he knows a lot about okay, music. That's yeah, what I, I do. Thought. I, I think do. He's you know being humble yep. about it. So and 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 we also do karaoke one night a month, oh, boy, yeah. if not more. Nice. Uh, but but you know, just a lot of fun events to bring our members together to do good things. But all, all these things raise money for area charities. Um, you know, looking back to our financials in the, in the last five year, last five lodge years, um, we've raised or we've donated nearly ninety four thousand dollars to local charities right here in the Chippewa Valley. That's uh, awesome. And it's money right money's here. raised by our local members. Some money is coming from our international, our, our, our national organization as well. But but ninety four thousand dollars right here in the community. That's amazing. It stays yeah. right here. That's awesome. So, if there's anybody interested in being a member uh, of the Elks Lodge, can you tell us a little bit about that process? Absolutely. Or, or we, we would love to have members join. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, we're a growing organization because we do so many fun things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we certainly were, were somewhat stagnant during the pandemic, like many other uh, organizations were. But we've continued to grow since the pandemic. Uh, we're now over 325 members. Awesome. Uh, next next week, we're we're going to be initiating 15 new members, and 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 and, and, and it just continues. We we we're, we're very much uh, um, you know, we we have a lot of energy in this lodge. Right. So we'd love to have people come join. I can the, tell. The membership right now, is easy. Yeah. We we have we have a, we have a one page application. I'm going to give yeah. you one right now, so you can join as well. Definitely. Um, the the cost is eighty five dollars. Nice. Yeah, a, a large portion of that eighty-five dollars goes to our national organization, mm-hmm. but in, a, in in return, a good portion of that money comes back to our, our local lodge in the in 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 the, in the way of grants that we can then give out to our local charities. Nice. Um, so you know, and 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 they also help us with a a, a scholarship program. Okay. Uh, we, we we give out uh, thirty-five hundred dollars each year in, in scholarships for young individuals. Um, we, we, uh, we have a state major project in, in the state of Wisconsin that all the Elks Lodges binded together, mm-hmm. uh, help fund the, the Camp Wabeek. It's a Easter Seals respite camp in, in, in Wisconsin Dells. Okay. So we help, we help support that effort and have our own space there. Uh, and then we also do other things, uh, you know, outside of raising money for, for charities, we, we do an annual, uh, flag day ceremony. Uh, the last two years we've been in Altoona. Okay. At, at at River Prairie in, yep. in, in in the large area there, uh, connected with the American Legion and other uh, other organizations, uh, and also do a veterans luncheon each year uh, for the men and women who have served our country. Awesome! And then Veterans Day is coming up uh, next month already. Yeah, absolutely, yep. and then and, and so yes, that luncheon will be coming up. Yep. Uh, and and so we provide free free meals uh, throughout throughout uh, throughout the, the that day for for the men and women who serve our country. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you do a lot with veterans and just a lot in general yes. around the community around here. So what are, you know, maybe somebody listening right now, what are the perks maybe of, of being a member of, of the Elks Lodge? Like when they come here, you know, it, it, it seems like a very close-knit community. It is. Here. It is. And I was surprised because I've been a member's, member for six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I first was invited to come out just to kind of look around mm-hmm. uh, and we have a very nice lodge in, in, a, in a bar here yep. uh, and 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 uh, you know I I, I, I met uh, started meeting people around uh, uh, that, that were in the room that night and I ended up knowing a good portion of them but people I hadn't connected with for probably 
15 to 20 years. Uh, you know, there are people from high school, people from, uh, you know, much earlier in, 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 in uh, um, you know, my, my, my lifespan. But, uh, uh, but, but yes, uh, you know, it, but beyond the people I knew, I got to meet so many new people. Uh, and, and, you know, we come from very different aspects. Uh, we're very much a cross section of, of our community. Right. Uh, but, but everybody, you know, enjoys, uh, uh, you know, coming together, um, just, just meeting each other, having a cocktail, if that, if that's what you want, or having a meal together or just, just sitting outside chatting. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, it's very much community here. Uh, that 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 is is uh, you know a, a subset of our community in the Chippewa Valley. Right. I mean, we're doing bourbon. We're watching the ball game. I mean, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, that's yeah. community right yeah. there. Yeah, and, and of course, there's Packer fans in in, in this state. So yeah. you know, we we always do a Packer potluck and and, well, I and see every, the every Packer sign over yeah, there. Yeah, so yeah. Every, every, yeah. Everybody loves to come up for the Packer game. Yep, exactly. So anybody interested. In joining the Elks Lodge, what what should they do? What are the first few steps? That the they the very do? easy step to do, uh, they, they can actually, uh, uh, well, uh, if, if they live right here uh, in, in, in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Valley area, mm-hmm. they can come right into the lodge. Okay. Uh, the membership applications are right here. Uh, and, 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 and they can, they can fill out the app. They can meet the people who are there at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that, you know, that, that, that then their application is submitted and, 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 you know, soon after that, they'd become a member. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if they want to do a little more research on, on who the Elks are, what we, what we do, um, we, we have a, a, uh, a Facebook page okay. for the Eau Claire Lodge, but also the Elks National Organization has a, 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 a website that you can see from a national level what we do, uh, and then also the Wisconsin Elks uh, on a statewide basis has, has a <coughs> nope. Wisconsin Elks has a Facebook page that you can uh, you know see all the activities that are happening in other lodges across the state. Perfect. So. When you when you come in here, you know what what I guess on a personal part of it, what's your favorite thing about being a member of the Elks Lodge? Like what what's the thing that really like, you know what? When I think about being a member, that's what really stands out. <coughs> what you know what 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 drives me to be a member, continue to be a member? Uh, it's the good people in this community here is, is number one, mm-hmm. uh, but the compassion that they have for their local community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's important to me to support uh, other people in our community, people that need a hand when they need a hand, mm-hmm. and and uh, that's what this lodge does. Mm-hmm. And and you know if, if you if you want to make a difference in in, in in the Eau Claire area. This is a great place to help make a difference. That's awesome. I, I mean, it's perfectly said. Thank you so much for allowing us to, to be here and do this event and watch the ball game a little bit here, too. I yeah. mean, it's a tight-knit group. This is my first time being here, and it just seems like it's a very tight-knit group and just kind of talking to some of the people here. It's yeah. really and, and cool this is just, really this, cool, awesome, And this awesome is just people. one night. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a fun night tonight with mm-hmm. this, but, but you, uh, you know, virtually you know, two to three nights a week, there, there, there are activities going on out here that if you know if you're not interested in one thing, there's other things that do interest you. And right. and uh, uh, you know my wife and I we come out here all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though we live on the north side of town, we drive across town to come here just because there's just so many fun activities right, right. here. Exactly. Thank you again for stopping by. Absolutely, I appreciate it. my pleasure. All right, we're uh, here at the uh, Elks Lives doing our bourbon testing with our good friends from uh, from Hy-Vee, Phil's. Sitting next to me, Mark's 
<laughs> you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, as politicians like to do over there a little he's bit. He's just so. enjoying life. He is. He, I mean, he's living this up right now. He I is. Mean, the dude knows his stuff, as you know, people have heard him on our pod before. Right. That's what I was telling uh, our friend Matt here. I'm like, now you know why that last podcast went over an hour. Right. Because Mark <laughs> was on there. But yeah, this was a fun time here oh, at the Elks Lodge. Yeah. I mean, this was... I don't know how... Did you do a scorecard? Because I did a scorecard. I did, and then I didn't. Okay. And I, I want to be honest with you. So I started, yeah, and then I didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. So what? which one was your favorite? My favorite. Should I, should I go through the six that we did first? Yeah, that's so, a good idea. So we did the Woodford Reserve uh, single barrel. Then the New Rift Balboa Rye. Mm-hmm. The 45th Parallel Wisconsin Wheat, which is in New Richmond. Right. Um, and then the Bushmills, 10-year. Glenlivet, 12-year. And then the Driftless Glen store pick. Yeah. So if you if you just after trying them all, which is a surprise, because I like a good scotch. I'm yeah. Sure. I, I do. And I like an Irish is so drinkable. But that Driftless Glen, it took the cake. I, you know what? I thought I was going to like the Woodford Reserve, and I did. I did, too. <laughs> but the Driftless Glen actually right? like was the highest When I'm one drinking the Woodford, I'm going, no, nah, nothing's going to top this. Yep. This is so good. Yep. And then we got to the Driftless, which was the barrel pick from, I mean, man, it's just it, so drinkable. It is. It's crazy. It is. And I'm like, I think we did this the last one, too. Like, when we did it, we were like, oh, no, like the wild turkey, we're not going right? to you know, and, and all this. <laughs> But nope, it's like, you know, and I think Mark knows that on purpose, too. He, he does. Because, you know, we're, we're trying to point at him right now, and he's, he's you know, just, he's just, you know, he's just, you know, he's just pretending. He's, he's pretending like, oh, no, no, to no, look no, no. at us right but, now, so. You know, the wild turkey <laughs> cracks me up every single time. Remember when we did it? Yeah. We had the wild turkey 101. Yep. So, the other day, my wife and I are t- trying whiskeys, because we're trying to be cool. We're trying to prep for this. I'm like, I gotta try some whiskeys. <laughs> I gotta do it. So, like... <laughs> I made her blindfold me and try different ones so I could try to like. Did you that's really? Perfect. Yeah, I'm weird. I'm like, I'm gonna try this. So then my wife's like, Let me do it too. And so I slipped in instead of what we were supposed to. We were doing like an Irish. One, I slipped in that wild turkey 101. Yeah. And she like drinks it. And she goes, I don't know what this is, but it's so good. I'm like, right? Like, boom, wild turkey 101. There it is again. Exactly. I was just actually telling somebody about this because I was uh, one of our coworkers what we were doing, and I said, Well, we did a. Uh, a bourbon podcast before where we did a uh, you know wild turkey. Like, oh no, wild! That was college. I'm like, I had the same idea, right? But you know, now that we're mature right. and, and older, <laughs> now, it's like it's completely different. It's completely different wasted on those college kids. It yes. was wasted on me back then. Oh, I should have just been doing SoCo and been moving on with my life. Yes, <laughs> uh, I heard I heard Mark mention amaretto, and I'm like, oh, amaretto sours were like really bad for me too. <laughs> Gut rot and, oh, and all that. It was yeah, like, no, it's it's completely wasted, mixed in all that stuff. It is. Mm-hmm. It's it's genuinely good. Like I cannot believe how much I like wild turkey. Right, exactly. So I want to kind of talk a little bit because if you go to Hy-Vee in your liquor department, because Tress is over there too. Yeah, but you go down the aisles. I was showing somebody. Uh, well, Alex uh, from Wax, our, yeah. our friend Alex. And I was going through like the bourbons, and he didn't even realize like, okay, what's the difference? You right. know, I'm like. Well, according to Mark, <laughs> which, you know, he educated, but it's like your selection over there, too. It's... We got it going on. Yeah, you do. We got all and kinds of stuff. Lightly. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, there's some that are just super random, mm-hmm. but like, they're weirdly good. Yeah. Have you ever... There's one... It's a, it's a top shelf. I'll give it that. But it's uh, Jefferson's Ocean. Mm-hmm. Jefferson. It's called Jefferson Oceans. 
And what they do is they put that on a ship. And every year they send it on a different voyage around the sea. So it's collecting all that different. For real? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get salt. Yeah. You're going to get salt. But they're on like voyage 24, I think it is. And every voyage, they, they go a different route. Talk about really? awesome. Like, <laughs> I love stories like, like that. Right? Like my father-in-law, he's like, you got to try that ocean reserve. I'm like, what is that? What are you even talking about? And then I read the label. And I'm like, I got to get this right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, take I my never money. heard about but, that before. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool because every and then they have on the bottle they tell you that that voyage where it's going, like where it went, everything, and I'm really? just like, man. Then that's in your store. That's in my store. Yeah, man. Okay, what am no. I doing? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go tomorrow now and look that up. Can you imagine being that guy, like, right. hey, like the captain of that ship? What am I doing? You're taking this whiskey wherever you want to go. Wherever Shut. you want to go. <laughs> that's like the job, man. Right? Like, what does that guy do? He makes he makes that whiskey. That, that that's okay. I'm gonna have to try that one. That's amazing. I and I think a lot of that is due to the story with right. it all too. Like you just, you just you know, eat that up. I, I I did. I was like, mm-hmm. I have to try that. Right. Like that's so so different because you know at the end of the day, whiskey's whiskey, right? It's right. gotta be in a barrel. It's gotta be in that. But like that's going. Who knows where that's going? Right. That's that's awesome. So if I had to ask you, are you like a scotch? Are you a bourbon? You know, what's your what's your go to? Uh, I I have to say, I mean, there's some good bourbons out there. I lean like Buffalo Trace is outstanding, yep. but I'm a Scotch Irish guy most really? of the time. Okay. Yeah, like it's just so drinkable. Mm-hmm. Like you're just there. Like my my wife cracks her up, but it's like Jameson Black Barrel. I love Jameson Black Barrel. Uh, I don't know if you've okay. ever had it. Yeah. Like Jameson's pretty drinkable, right? Like yep. you could slam that no problem. But Jameson Black Barrel adds like that. They do it in that, those charred barrels. Mm-hmm. Just the flavor, the caramel, the toffee. Like I drink it. I drink it straight. And then when I'm done, when I'm bored of drinking it straight, I put some ginger ale in there. And all of a sudden, it's the next day. <laughs> you know, we are going to have another episode of your 24-7 KFC story. Oh. I'm just We're, we're, we're going to get to that. So. Get your, get your, I got to turn your mic on there, big boy. We're, uh, there we go. Turn that volume up. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We're going to figure this thing out. This is new equipment there, Mark. Well, yeah, this is like live on the spot kind yeah. of stuff. We're, we're, uh, we'll, we'll try I, I've never been there. There we go. This that, is pretty cool. Hey, hi. The voice. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Dan, the man. That's the problem with going on the podcast or even on the radio with you is any person I take in, there you go, they got a voice for radio. I'm like, Dang it. <laughs> and you don't, Phil? <laughs> oh, dude, this was awesome today. We were just kind of talking about I it. And so I mean, you we were, we were uh, saying that you were shaking hands and kissing babies right now. You know? <laughs> There are no babies. No babies. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, no babies. Well, there might be some babies at the, you know, just like curled up in a corner or something like that after having Listen, a bunch. Listen, this is why I'm in the whiskey. And for me, this is one. This is what's fun about it. And I can, and I've talked to Phil about it. And I've talked to you. Give me parameters because I'll talk all night long. Mm-hmm. And. I've learned a lot. I know a lot. I keep learning all the time, but I love to talk about it because to me, whiskey is that. Whiskey is conversation. Whiskey is getting together and enjoying something together. 
And that's what I love about whiskey. And I've told you before, I told you when we were on the podcast, the best whiskey I ever had in my life is the one I share. You said that in your presentation. Me and Phil looked at each other and we're like, he got some, he got a round of applause for that. He did. And it, (laughs) because it's true, it is the best. And the best, and the only way, even with my view, (laughs) the way you want it is the way, is the right way. Even though I might put my eyebrow up on you, it's the right way, Phil. It's not my fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. I wouldn't claim that either. No. 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 I, I just appreciate you coming here. No. And I appreciate this opportunity. All these opportunities, you know, we we kind of started and, and we do some tastings at the store. And uh, I'm starting up a, a whiskey club with another customer the next week at the store. Um, and we, this is what I'm in the whiskey for. I'm not just there to learn and have all kinds of this knowledge just to sit there and look at myself in the mirror and go, oh, I'm really smart. (laughs) I do it because I love to share. Whiskey is such a vehicle for that. Mm -hmm. To share. I just love it. Do you know how I knew? So I was telling a couple people, they were like, man, he just has a really passion for whiskey. And I was like, yeah, you know how I knew he had a passion for whiskey? Other than the fact he talks about it constantly. Not in like an alcoholic way, but like... (laughs) The other day, uh, I was telling you that I was reading that book, yeah. Tasting Whiskey, yeah. and like Mark's eyes lit up. He's like, "That's my favorite book." Like, Tell the, me about this. So, so it's Lou Bryson. Okay, has, has written a book, and I think it was 2014. Yep. Yep. And it is it explains so. I've learned so much from that man and that book about tasting whiskey, about enjoying whiskey, about the different kinds of whiskey about the different kinds of glasses. All, a lot of what I've learned and experienced is because of what I read. That book, well, it's amazing. It's so amazing I'm two-thirds away done. Tasty whiskey. It is amazing. Like, it has opened my eyes. Like, I'm like, whoa. You know that? And he says it in such a way. Like, and it's so exciting. Really, so I always tell a story, and I told it up here, too, that when I had, uh, I tried a cocktail, and I tried it with, with uh, scotch, and that's how I started this whole journey. But... When I, right around that time, I bought that book, and it was, it's just an eye-opener. It just is, he breaks it down so He does, great. yeah. And that is, you know, and, and I've learned a lot from my own experience and a lot from other sources, but I would say, for the most part, the most I've learned and really have got me to learn more about whiskey is that book. His, it does enjoy whiskey. In his his chapter, The Wall. That was the yeah. chapter that yeah. I was like, Absolutely. he's got it. So he's got a chapter called The Wall. And it's talking about how that first time you taste you just taste the alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. Like so you just taste the burn. And when he puts it to the spicy food. So he says, you know, first time a lot of people eat jalapeno pepper, all they taste the spice. Right. But after you eat jalapeno peppers after a while, you start to taste that you love that flavor of jalapeno pepper. Mm-hmm. And like I used to be one of those guys, like if it's acquired taste, it's not really it's really crap. No, he's he's exactly right. Your body adapts. Like, hey, hey, get past that, taste the flavor behind it. And he's exactly right. Like And he says it comes from repetitive. You have to do it over and over again. And then all of a sudden you break through the wall. He talked about the first time he broke. Right. When I broke through the wall, it was peanuts. I smelled and I tasted peanuts, and it was like, oh my god, I just had a peanut bar. Yeah. And and before that, I was just smelling and tasting the alcohol. Right. But, no. I, but was, there is a there the is other day a talking with my wife and the Glen Marengi the yeah. the um, ten year old the ten year old, yeah. and then going to the sherry and then the port. 
and smelling, I smell dark chocolate. My wife is like, I cannot smell that. I'm like, I'm telling you, that is all I smell is citrus and dark yeah. chocolate on that port one. Yeah. And she was like, she like, because we didn't look at the bottle first. She's like, yeah. it says it's in there. I was like, it's in there. I'm telling Listen, you, it's in there. You have, you texted me, talked to me about bottles that you get. You have a very good palate. Very good palate. You, you hear you that? Pick I, up a lot that's, of stuff. But I will, I'm kind of jealous. I'll give, you a little, <laughs> no. I'll give you a little fact that floats around in my head. Glenn Morangy. You know what the distinctive about them in the world of Scotch? They have the tallest stills in Scotland. Yeah. Um, skills. Have What's you been the, to Scotland? I have not, but okay. my my thirtieth uh, wedding anniversary is next year. I will be turning sixty years of age, and we're going to go. I'm to sensing a theme. Uh, uh, he's assuming that his boss doesn't deny that vacation. Oh, well, I'll go over my boss's head and talk to the director, and he'll let me go. Denied. <laughs> That's now, awesome. if you already bought the tickets, I'll take care of those. <laughs> As far as you know, I bought the tickets. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to look for the lot. You know, there's one there, too. But so. I am, I would go there for sure. And do you know the northernmost distillery in the mainland of Scotland? Right, right. No. It used to be Old Pulteney, but seven years ago, they built a distillery on the very top of the mainland of Scotland, and it's called Wolfburn, and that is the northernmost distillery in Scotland. In mainland Scotland. Do you think? No, I'm just gonna. I have so many facts that just. I'm gonna be the devil's advocate on that, though. Did they do it just to be it? So Wolfburn used to have a distillery. That's a good idea. But Wolfburn used to have a distillery that went mothballed, meaning that it closed, Mm -hmm. and they just reopened it. Okay. Okay. So it's legitimate. It's Mm -hmm. gonna go Isla. But assume. Um, that we're going to spend our most of our time on Isla, and there, most people are probably going to say, "You can leave now," <laughs> and I'll say, "No, no, I need to have a few more bottles." No, so. I pay money to be no, here, but I, we are going to Isla, and yeah. she does know that. It, so what we're going to do is we're going to go to Ireland, we're going to go to Scotland, we're going to go. To oh England, my god! And but we are staying in Isla for a couple of days. If your wife doesn't want to go on this trip, Dan and I will go. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Why would you want to spend? <laughs> your anniversary with your wife. Yeah. 30th it's your birthday, too. Why, why, you know, yeah. We do that. Yeah. You know, she probably's like, no, I don't want to spend it no, with you. I've spent how many years with you already? You know, I'm just you know. listen. She she is my travel agent. I have, I need to go with her because I either fly or drive. But she's the one who sets right. all these things up. Then, yeah, I, I'm you not know, that we way had either. so many unbelievable. Special tours, like uh, we had a private tour with Fred No, who was the master distiller of, of uh, Jim Beam. That wouldn't that wouldn't have happened with me? I don't know about that, but she researches this stuff and gets in. And, it, and we've had so many cool distillery tours because of her, because she is so good at, at you know, she, she loves it down there. I love it down there, and she spends a lot of time researching stuff and finding tours to go to. So that's awesome. I gotta ask you: Is there anything left on your bucket list for like bourbon, whiskey? I mean, you've done how much? I mean. Yeah, I'd like to go to everyone four more times. Um, you know, I don't know if there's one of my bucket lists right now is is Scotland, just because Scotch is what I started with, and so. But as far as bourbon goes, I really want to go to Jack, which. Some people say it isn't bourbon. It really is bourbon. But uh, Jack Daniels. You never been to Jack Daniels? No. You know what? Of all these, I've been there. You I'm got one up. On I got him. one up on yeah. you. You're one up on. I'm you. one up on you. Yeah, because Jack Daniels, I'd like to go to. Um, 
I would like to have, I would like to go on a, um, there, there's a behind the scene tour at Buffalo Trace. I'd like to do that. Um, but as far as the major distilleries, or a lot of even the smaller distilleries in Kentucky, we've been to almost all of them. That's yeah. awesome. Man. Yeah, we have because we go we go just about twice a year, <laughs> and it it is uh, you know so you get to see a lot. And I have a a wife that sets up a lot of these tours, and there are very few that I haven't been to. Now, one is New Riff. I talked to you about. Yeah, that is I really interested in. We're that going one. there. And that Balboa ride today, I thought it was great. It was good. Yeah, it was no. very good. Yeah. It is was there awesome. what? So, like, this might be a weird question, and it's kind of for both of you. But, like, if you could put your name on a bourbon, what would it have to consist of? Like, what Like what would it, like, a, a flavor or, like, give us an example. Like, you know what? If I could put my name on a bourbon, it would be that one. So, for me, it would be a barrel proof. It would be high proof. It would be no water added. Mm-hmm. It comes out at 130 or 125 proof. I like that non-chilled filtered. And I would like a, uh, I, I'm a higher rye bourbon uh, connoisseur. So I like like 18% rye or like, for instance, uh, with Woodford Reserve, that's an 18% rye. That's considered a high rye. I, that's why I like Woodford Reserve. But I would... I I would say a bourbon that is uncut, unfiltered, and a higher ride. I'd, I'd put my name on that all day long. Mm-hmm. See, I'm going to go reverse. See, I'm going to go with, I don't know, you know, like Canada style here. I'm going to, so I was not even Canada, Japan. So I was listening to a story about um, how the Japanese distiller tried 5,000 different whiskeys to blend his whiskey. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to t- try That's them all. That's a big hangover. No, I. You know what I? Oh, no, yeah, I true. Know. No, but I know. you know, and just making that perfect yep. blend, like I think that would be awesome to have mm-hmm. your name on that. Because you know, like Master Distiller does, just just be able to be like, nope, I went. I went through. You know, I went through five hundred, and these are the ten that made it. Like yeah. I think that would be really so. Cool. I so there is a uh, bourbon made by Jim Beam called Legion, and it is Jim Beam bourbon. And other bourbons that is uh, blended mm-hmm. by one of the most renowned master blenders of Japan, and they because Beam is owned, Jim Beam is owned by Satori, yeah. and so they together, they together uh, created this bourbon called Legion. It is, it's really, really good, and it's blended by, and I, I don't know, his, I can't remember his name, but. And I would butcher it anyway, but he is one of the best known uh, master blenders in Japan whiskey. Yeah, that'd be. I mean, yeah, that'd be awesome. I, 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 I'm not the hugest fan of, of Japanese whiskey, but just is. the one thing about Japan is, and as a as a culture, you know, my brother is very into Japan, and and I've learned a lot about Japan. Is what I appreciate about them is they take the time. I mean, when they when they select their stuff, whiskey, whether it's whiskey or ramen, they know exactly what they want when they want it. Like, there's such a culture that just is into it. It's not it's not a 
oh, we'll do that next Saturday. It's like, no, that is our life. Do you know that most Japan whiskey does not have corks? They are twist-offs. So in this country, if a bourbons and stuff, if you have a twist-off, it's like, <laughs> that's a cheap thing, you know, but and it's got to have a cork. Well, they do not because they believe that corks affect the flavor. That's exactly of, the stuff I'm talking about. And that's what I mean. That's exactly yeah. what you're They have thought it through that, and I had a very expensive bottle of Yamazaki 12, mm-hmm. and it had a screw top. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. <laughs> and, but when I understood what the reason behind it was, it made all the sense in the world because a screw top does not affect bone effectors because it doesn't have a cork, and yep. especially a natural cork, that can, because corks go bad, and it can affect the whiskey. I've had bottles that I've opened up and the cork fell in the bottle because it was so worn out or it was old or dry or whatever it is, but they they almost never have corks because of it. That's interesting. Interesting. And awesome. Yeah. But yeah. they think through that. That's they do. Why they, they do. They do. Yeah. They do think through I, stuff I like do, that. I do appreciate them. Yeah. yeah. So I know on the last pod we talked about it because you're holding it. There's a certain glass. I'm just saying, you know, if we continue to do this, mm-hmm. we need our own glass. Yeah, we do. Yeah. You know, yeah. you need go right. to sort of thing. I need yeah. that done yesterday. Yeah. No, I need that done yesterday. That's fine, boys. You know, I have the capabilities. You know, we get the case, you know, set it up, get the three glasses out. Absolutely. What do you remember on the last podcast? I did give you guys a glass. You did. You did. You did. did did. But I want my name on one now. It would probably be on the other side. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I do too. That can be done. You know, I have one. It's the only one I have, which keeps aggravating me because I keep wanting to get more and I, I haven't yet. It's funny because my wife's like, what are you doing? And like, I'm pulling out the group hearing glass that Mark gave me. She's like, why don't I get it? I'm like, because there's only one. It's mine. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take care of Katie. I've got another one I can get to her. I'm going to take care of Katie and, 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 and make sure that my she precious. can use one because you will not let her have it. <laughs> So I gotta ask you, yeah. which one of because we went through these six before you popped on, yeah. which one was your favorite? Ooh. So for me, no, rate them all, one to six. I'm going extreme. Okay, so what I think number one is for me, I think that it is uh, the uh, Whitford Reserve. I think I thought that was gonna be my favorite. I think we yeah, talked about that. We did and, we talked about? Yeah. So I think it's my favorite, and I think second is, and I'm. I'm sounding like a homer because there's star picks, but I like the driftless flat. Yeah, see, that's the one that surprised me the most. Yeah. I thought I was gonna like the Woodford Reserve, so I had the Woodford Reserve pour. Right, yeah. we did the tasting. Yeah. I loved it. Yep, yeah. and immediately trying it. Same with you. Yeah. I loved it. Yep. And then I had never had the Driftless Glen store pick. And now I'm sad that the bottle's gone. It's empty. It's over there. Yeah. It's never gonna be a thing again. No. Yeah. But. but we have another one coming. We do have another one coming. And it is, I think it's as good, if not better. What do you think after that? So, so then I like the Balboa Rye just because I am, I I like a punch you in the face taste. I like one that wakes you up and goes, hey, I'm having <laughs> And you know, one thing I forgot to tell people is that do you know what scotch means in Gaelic? No. No. Water of life. It means water of life. So if I drink scotch every day, I'll live longer? You're living the water of life. 
That's why we say victory scotch whenever Green Bay wins, you know. Yeah. So or bourbon losses, whatever they lose, I need something to recover. So I would say that, and then I would probably go. For me, I would go the wheat, and then the, the Glenlivet and the Bushmills. And we're and so the if it was me saying, here's a Scotch that I want you to try. These are awesome uh, examples of what. Irish whiskey is and what scotch is, but they're not my favorite flavors in scotch or Irish. Mm-hmm. When I, I think of scotch, red, I think of Glenlivet. So I would have, for me, if I would have, uh, I would say the Castring 12 year old Red Breast is my favorite. It's very good. And He's then, right. And then I, for scotch, one of my favorite all times is a town. It's called Talisker. It's from the Isle of Skye. It's in the Western Hebrides, north of the Isle of Isla. And it's, it's an 18 year old. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive bottle, but it is so it is so clean and it's so crisp and it is so complex. I can drink it one time and I'll tell you something. And I'll drink it the next time and I'll tell you it's it's this because there's so much to it. And those are the good whiskeys, the ones that you keep coming up with different. Uh, Flavors or smells; those are the ones that I think are good. The Glenlivet and the Bushmills—they're good whiskeys. They're just—they're—they are entry level. Yeah. The you know when it comes to Scotch, I like the Ardbegs. I do. Yeah, man. But if I had that's to, Isla and that's if I had to pick one, smoky. I think I told you this the other day. Yeah. The Glenmorangie Sherry Cast, yeah. twelve year, just. I won't so, forget that. So I will not forget that taste. That one is no. called La Santa. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's the sherry cask, but it's called La Santa, and that is and the Quinta Ruben is the is the port. Mm-hmm. And that's a 14-year-old. Yep. And it, it was good too. But I the, had that too. But, but I told you about the Glen Morangi cake. Oh and my that, God. And so the owner of Glen Morangi, or the the distiller or whatever, Glen Morangi made the flavor of that bottle to remind him of a pineapple upside down cake because he had so much fun making pineapple upside down cake with his kids and i have a bottle and when you come to the library you're gonna try it because it tastes like why are we going to the library right now it tastes like cake Damn, it's the story, man. Yeah. The library doors always open. All you gotta do is walk into it. I tell you, it's Come the story. The only library in town where you don't need a cart. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. You just need to come to it. Do like, I need one of those book dividers in elementary school? No. You know, when you put it in there. Yeah. You need, no, you just need to check out some books. <laughs> I think the only thing we need is our Scott, our bourbon glasses. Yeah. They'll be there when you come. All right. You heard it. I heard it. It's even if I have to take a sharpie (laughs) and write and write Dan on it and write Phil on it. You'll have it. Well, I appreciate this. I don't know if it really fits the mood. I wouldn't expect and anything else. And you spelled Phil P H A L Phil. <laughs> oh, we got. We, I know we talked about this. We got to do this like once a month. We do. Yeah. I I am up for it. I, anytime I can talk with you is worth it. I enjoy your company. I enjoy talking to you about anything. Dude, you're getting now. You're getting sentimental. No, yeah. it's yeah. not sentimental. It's the truth. It's factual. Facts. Facts. It's all we talk about is facts. facts. Yeah. <laughs> Like the Wikipedia bourbon. <laughs> Jeez. That's right. That's right. <laughs>
I think we're going to end on that note right there. The Wikipedia bourbon. We're going to end on the, you got to come to the library. Yeah, we do. We, we got to figure out a time. You got to come. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. It's it might, if we might need to. We were actually talking about this. <laughs> You'll need a driver. We'll, we'll need a driver, but we'll also need to like schedule four hours probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we can't go through a quarter of it in an hour. Yeah. Well, we Four hours is probably not enough, but we will at least get a pretty good. We'll just set the recorder. Yeah. And listen, you, I will guarantee you, you guys will walk down. I told you I have a good collection. I, you're going to walk down and just, it's going to be, it's going to blow your mind. Man. Set and I got bottles high. on back, back of bottles. What you see is only a part of it. I mean, they're three deep, bro. So we're going to, we're, we're going to be okay. We, we got a lot to choose from. And then there's a whole, there's a whole cabin that's full of stuff too. All right. I'll bring a sleeping bag and a teddy bear. Well, listen, you know, I just, what I tell people is the biggest room in our house is the guest bedroom that's right behind the, the bourbon room or right behind the, the uh, library so I can tell you my brother stayed there many times. I'm just going to sleep right here Mark. Sounds good bro. Just on the bed Phil. You get the you yeah. know, whatever. Well, <laughs> we, have, we, we have a pull out couch for you Phil upstairs. <laughs> Alright Mark, Phil this was fun. Yeah, we're gonna do it again. Yeah. I appreciate, Very soon. appreciate you coming. No, appreciate you guys. Yeah, this is this, this is, is awesome. awesome. We, yeah. we appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely, this we is really awesome. do, and it's fun for us. Uh, Phil was telling me about this Jefferson one that I got to try yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Reserve. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love the story behind that. He was yeah, telling, it's a cool so story. It's, yeah, that's what's all about. Yep. Story sometimes. Yep. So yep. it's a cool story. Another one we're gonna try real quick here before we go <laughs> is uh, called Uncle Nearest. And what Uncle Nearest is, he's the black slave who taught Jack Daniels how to make whiskey. And we can swear on this podcast, but you're shitting me. No, I'm not shitting. No, it's the truth. And so, and and an African American woman is a master distiller. She created this to honor him, and it's in Tennessee by Jack Daniels. And he's Uncle Nearest is who taught Jack Daniels how to make whiskey. Wow, I didn't learn that on tour. And I have a bottle of his whiskey. Man. That's Dang awesome. That, wow. Man, that's awesome. So we'll have that in the library, too. That is awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, dudes. All right. Love Thanks, you Dan. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. And a reminder, never miss an episode of the Man Cave Podcast by subscribing to the Man Cave Podcast. We're already on your favorite podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. And don't forget to give us a solid rating too. That way other people can find the Man Cave Podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and we'll see you in the Man Cave.